a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. Okay. So you know what I've been doing lately? Let's just jump in. Go. I've been watching old episodes of Kath and Kim. <laughs> so funny. It is very funny. You know when her um, and Kel first start dating? <laughs> yes. And she's in the kitchen and she's talking about, she's trying to say pheromones, but she's calling them perimones. Yeah. She's like, well, I just laid off perimones whenever <laughs> Kel's around, clearly, Sharon. <laughs> oh, God. Can I tell you, when I was in America just recently at the podcast conference with all the women, I met a bunch of American ladies that were all like, oh, Oh, Kath and Kim is the best. Oh, like, yes, it is Kath so funny. Kath and Kim funny. is pretty funny. I said everyone in Australia is related to someone who is like Kath and Kim, I'm pretty oh sure. Oh, my goodness, absolutely. <laughs> I just And the dancing when she busts her moves. Anyway. Yeah. We oh. are here to talk about perimones, though, today. Perimones. Well, no, actual pheromones. Um, and the, the context being, you know, We've done a lot of things in the Wellness Collective. We have never covered internet dating. Well, I think it's pre-pheromones because pheromones <laughs> have to be when you're actually in the one space together. True. This is the step before that's, that. That's true. You can't truly, pick them up on a screen, can no, you? No. When was the last time you actually dated? Like, when was the last time you were single? <laughs> oh, the 90s. I barely, <laughs> I barely truly dated. I think yeah. I, each partner I ever had, I, I met through a friend and mm. I didn't, I mean, yes, did I date? Well, maybe. I don't know. It's a kind of a grey really, area. Yeah. I reckon I only ever went on a couple of dates with people I didn't know very well, like met them at a pub or something and then had a follow-up date and then was like, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. You know, so yeah, it's really a foreign concept to you and I because we're kind of boring, aren't well, we? Well, also, when we were younger, dating was different. You know, nowadays, if you were to go on a date in your 40s as a single woman, mm. I think what you'd expect from a date would be a little bit different to a date when you were 20. Absolutely. Well, you've got all your life experience that you bring to it. Right. And you're also more self-aware of, of who you are and what you're willing to put up with. So there's just so many differences. And, of course, you've got that whole first kiss thing again. Oh, Woo! yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Look, things are, I think they've definitely changed. I actually jumped on the Bumble app the other day to do yeah. a little bit of research to have a look at how that place works. Yeah. I was a bit scared that someone would find me, though. <laughs> Did you and then, put a photo of yourself? Imagine that. Well, yeah, I, well, you have to. Oh, no, you don't. Some you don't have to and some you do, I've worked out. Um, but I think to actually have a proper profile that people can see, yes, there has to be a level of transparency, which yeah. I think is healthy. Yeah. But um, it was really interesting because there is really... Um, there's also specific dating sites. Like yeah. if you're searching for something specific in somebody, mm. um, and there's some really strange ones as well, <laughs> let me tell you. Well, I'm glad you've done your research. <laughs> Very good that you're taking one for the team. Look, I have wondered a lot about this because, you know, I've got, I've got friends that have done internet dating and I've got a few success stories and actually we've got a baby on the way who's a Tinder baby, which is very exciting. Mm -hmm. Shout out to the Tinder baby in my life. Uh, But look, we had a recent guest, Andy Lou. She came in and had a chat with us and that's what this episode is about. She's joining us soon. Look, she helped us learn more about the world of online dating because actually, yes, I feel like... uh, we are really out of the loop, even though we have heard some stories from friends. But my eyes have been opened in a positive way, I've got to say, because actually I don't think it's all about romance and stuff. It's actually about just connecting with people a bit more than I thought yeah, it was. And How before, about that? Yeah, totally. Before we introduce you to Andy, I have to say that as a young woman, I was 
terrible at dating. I think that's part of the reason why <laughs> I didn't do it. I, much. I was well. I was always like not one of the boys, but the funny girl. Yeah. You know, just a bit Same. of a friend and not the blondie hot one. Yeah, no, that was never the me. quirky one. Yeah, I was mm. always the you know if you want to go out and to the movies and have fun but not feel threatened type of thing. So I guess, you know, this is, I think it would be different, sorry, is what I'm trying to say. For me now to go on a date, like you said, with yeah. with more confidence, knowing who I am, being yeah. a bit more sure of who I am, would be very different. But anyway, I, I guess I also wouldn't care so much about what the other person thought of me. Well, that's a big part of it too, isn't it? If you think about 20-year-old you, there was a huge factor of the perception of, you to everyone else was a major thing in your life, yes. So this episode we're talking about how to use apps for dating and be safe in and a, positive. Yeah, in a positive way. Yeah. Enter me, Cupid. It's Andy Lou. Yeah, I've written hashtag Insta lovers to just give you the lowdown on basically what's going on in the dating world. And this is exactly why we needed the book because, you know, imagine, God forbid, you became sort of a newly divorced woman in her 40s as I was and am. And how do you navigate your world around, you know, the online modern love. So we were really interested to ask Andy why she felt compelled to start exploring this side of online dating. And so I researched the book for about four years and here we are. Yep. Yep. You know, art imitates life or life imitates art. I had lots of friends sort of saying that they found love and someone even ended up marrying just from one uh, match on a, on a, actually it was Tinder because that was all that was around sort of back then. And, you know, six years later, but you know, when I was writing the book and I was actually telling everyone, you know, I've matched with you, but I am actually an author. And so I'm just researching right now. I love that she had a disclaimer because, I mean, what a great card to have up your sleeve. You're sort of like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure if I really like you. Sorry, this was all just about research. Yeah, good on it. I think that was a really good way to get out of things. Totally, but she was also newly single, so she was Mm. living through that experience as well. Clever. And I guess, you know, in her early 40s, she hadn't dated for a long time. She'd had the one partner forever. So I could see how this would be daunting, not just to her, but for so many women in her position Mm. to find themselves out there again wanting to find friendship or partnership. I get where you girls are coming from and you had the one person you chose and you just sort of made it work. But mm. now there's a plethora of, you know, keeping that funnel full and there's the, I, one of my um, chapters is called The Casting Couch. And, you know, yeah. I don't know whether the culture of these reality TV shows, whether it's a bachelor, bachelorette or whatever, allows us to believe. And it's sometimes American dating culture too, that it's okay to sort of, you know, audition them all <laughs> and then may the best man or woman and win. Look, this is why I find the whole idea of online dating so fascinating. Like if you're looking at a picture of somebody and that's the picture they've chosen because they think that's the one that they look best in and all that, but maybe that's not what resonates with you. Maybe you like their elbows when you see them at a bar and they're wearing a short sleeve top or something. You know, like people are weird. There's that physical moment where you get an impression of someone or the back of their, the shape of their head or, you know, like something like that. You can't see that in a picture. That's actually really interesting. I'm just having a memory. I When I was dating one of my first serious boyfriends, mm-hmm. we lived apart in, I lived in the country and he lived here Yep. and country Victoria. I mean, not in the country Australia. Anyway. Um, and so every time I would see him, my picture of him in my head was different to how he actually looked. Really? Yes. And I'd, I'd, and it wasn't bad. It was just different. So 
That's an interesting concept too because you you talk to someone on the phone back then that was yep. how you talked to, that's how you maintain a relationship mm-hmm. um was via the phone and you didn't see them you didn't see pictures of them constantly No but even if you did now you don't generally put up awful pictures of yourself or worst angle or you know pictures you don't want anyone to see so it's kind of I can relate to how that is a bit disjointed in that sense as well he get yeah. this idea about how somebody actually looks I don't know I think it's interesting anyway Andy went to mention that she was absolutely pro apps and here's why because we love to do everything by our phone now and from the comfort of our lounge room. And if you are a single mother, it's really damn convenient because how else are you going to meet someone in a bar? It's just not going <laughs> to happen unless you get babysitting and things like that. Mm. So, Yeah, you know, that's a big it, commitment. Yeah, and divorce divorce rates are growing and people are getting married a lot later in life and it's really healthy to flirt. So my opinion really of this whole idea of using apps and online dating really changed after this whole discussion. I think my biggest reservation was that randomly having people finding out a lot about me in a really small <laughs> amount of time that I'd had to put it forward, that made me feel a bit weird. But Andy... Can, hang on, hang on. Let me stop you there. You do realise you have all that stuff available for everybody, but you're not advertising to go on dates anyway. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I don't see it that way. No, I know. Well, that's why I had to stop you because I was like, hang on a minute, all of that stuff about you is available, but it's just a different format. But I'm not... I love it. But I reckon that there's a part of online and app, you know, that that communication mm-hmm. that is flirting. And on Instagram, I'm not necessarily no, flirting. No, no, no. I don't mean you're flirting, but I think it's, yeah, uh, yeah you're attracting people in a different way, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Absolutely. So anyway, Andy obviously helped get our head around this. It's not daunting um, if you know what you're getting into. And this is what we can talk about, you know, what the book highlights for you to make it much easier safer and fun. At the end of the day, it's meant to be fun, not daunting. And when you match, just because you're matching doesn't mean you're getting married. So that's one of my favourite phrases is because people get so excited and because they have seen the profile, you visualise your whole life together before you've even met. (laughs) (laughs) What will the children look like? Will they have blue eyes? Will their eyes be large? I wonder if you'll like to go to the Greek islands on our honeymoon. Yeah. (laughs) You need to still continue to get to know that person. So Speed dating got really fast. I mean, we started off with the speed dating culture. Remember that at a restaurant? You'd sit there and have a chat with someone for two minutes and then move on to the next one? babe, this is even faster. This is hashtag swipe life. So what's happening is if you have matched, you need to kind of go, this is just a new connection. And so just like you might have smiled at someone at the bar or said hello to somebody as you passed the gym weights to each other, Mm. that's what a match is. It's a connection. It doesn't mean you're going on a date. It doesn't mean you're getting married. You're just getting to know a new person. And being online on a dating app broadens that opportunity of how many people you can meet. And I think it's really important to be balanced about this and not go, I'm going to meet the one on an app (laughs) or I'm never meeting anyone on an app. I mean, the average person is on three dating apps at a time these days. And they're now saying, which dating app did you meet on? Not how did you meet your partner? I wanted to understand for those who have been on their own for a while, or they're not in a great headspace, or they're maybe a bit lonely or something, whether actually doing this sort of online dating through apps was a good idea. Well, this is actually my key takeaway from the podcast with Andy. 
Yeah, so love when you're ready, not when you're lonely. Uh, It's one of my favourite phrases is really make sure that you have that hashtag self-love and we're in that self-love movement this year and I guess it's the reason why I wanted to launch the book finally this year. I'd been travelling a lot to America and speaking on all of the American live sort of TV shows that they have there and a lot of journalists were asking, you know, about from that sort of disconnect culture that tech had brought about. You know, we were doing selfies, but were we selfless? And we were looking outside instead of inside. And I think now it's really important to look within, as cliche as it sounds, um, and really get to know yourself first and love yourself and know what you have to offer a relationship because we are very much looking for someone that can give us something. But let's flip it. What can you offer the relationship yourself? How can you contribute to a really healthy and beautiful relationships and make sure you know who you are and what you have to offer, your boundaries. Do you feel good about yourself? Can you work more on that? And then hopefully the other person's doing the same thing. And when you come together, then that's a healthier relationship. When you think about it, I'd be worried about what the culture was. Like, did I say the wrong thing or do the wrong wrong thing in, in accordance yeah. to the, the actual, you know, culture of the app. But I guess you probably learned pretty quickly. I did ask Andy how we could know, mm. you know, if there's a way we could know whether we're doing it wrong. Um, and actually what she had to say around that was far more important than getting it wrong. Yes, catfishing. You know the types. Yeah, so catfishing is a phrase that we've used and there's a TV show that started out in America uh, when somebody's not a real person, they're a fake profile and they continue to lead you on. So most people know what that is, but just for those who don't. Yeah, and often it's about they want your money. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's more, there's a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Um, You know, they could be lonely. They might think that they can never get somebody IRL. And I find that really sad. And I actually feel like I want to help those people because I think everyone's dateable. So Andy mentioned that there are a few reasons that people do this, which, you know, think about they would have reasons beyond it, then one of them is that they're mentally not very well, but others are that they don't feel adequate or likeable as themselves. Mm. So they make up this thing because they think that that's better than their actual self and that's a bit sad. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you probably need to protect yourself. So she told us how we could do that. The first thing you want to do is learn how to block a person before you even get on a dating app. That's the first thing you need to do. The next thing you need to do is get their other social media handles. Oh, check them out. Yeah, like right away, people are like, oh, should we have a couple of sentences of flirting first or just banter general dated? I'm like, no, I ain't got no time for that. If you sort of say, oh, you know, there are so many fake profiles on here. I hope you don't mind me having a little bit of a creep on Instagram or can I look you up on, you know, LinkedIn just to make sure you're a real person. And I think anyone would respect you for asking that question if they are a real person. If they're not, that's usually a red flag. They're usually going to go, oh, I don't have Instagram. I don't have Facebook. I just got on here just to check out what it's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a red flag. Give them a chance. Oh, okay. What about LinkedIn? Or, you know, there are also some apps that allow you to do, and here's my best tip, Mm. a video call without giving out your phone number. I mean, hello, we should be doing a video call before we even meet a person on a date. Because the last thing you want to be doing is... Figuring out who the person is you're meeting at the restaurant. But also, (laughs) it's a really beautiful way to ascertain if there really is a connection. It's still scary. Imagine a video call, like, (laughs) hi, how are you? Now, um, do you mind if we video call? But I understand what she's saying as well. And 
you know, <laughs> I guess it is important, again, foreign to us because we're not having to do it. But Andy does have some more tips on how to know whether or not you're dealing with a real or a fake account. So picking up the phone is the one thing that I would do next after you've matched, perhaps after, you know, a day or two. Yep. And then you want to actually suggest a video call. Now, if the person can't do that, they might be a little bit shy. They might not be, uh, uh, well, there's a chapter in my book called Weed Out the Weirdos. Are they weird or are they socially awkward? So they could be a fake profile, but they could just also feel socially awkward. Yeah. But at least go through that checklist of things and go, well, yep, they're, they're, you know, there's Instagram. I can see that their life, there's nothing to hide there. Or, you know, I've, I've checked them out on LinkedIn. They really are a professional that they say they are and it matches up. There are things that you, look, you still need to be careful. Some fake profiles have actually created an Instagram account especially for it. (laughs) And you can actually go through their photos that they've uploaded. Make sure that all the seven photos that they've got on there aren't all uploaded in the one day. Oh, you would at least have to have a phone call. I mean, but these days that still seems quite intense, right? Because you can just do an SMS. This is true. No, do a phone call. Mm. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Andy's going to talk to us about how you let people down lightly because that bit, that really freaks me out. (laughs) We're talking with Andy Liu about online dating and how to protect yourself but also get the best out of it. You know, something that you and I don't really have to think about. (laughs) One of the problems that you were talking about before was letting people down lightly. Like, you know, you go on that date or you're talking about things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, gosh. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. What do you do? I know, right? I always say, listen, I'm just not really vibing us, but you are such a great person. I really think you're amazing and I've enjoyed the banter, that sort of thing. And I think it's really important to leave a person better than you found them. I think that's a nice idea. Hmm. Yeah. So, and you're not saying I, I'm not liking Don't be you. Cruel. But I'm just not vibing us, like the energy, the package of us together. I, I'm not sure that I'm vibing that. Do you know what I mean? And so now you're you're just, it's something that you can't quite put your finger on. And yeah. it's, it's not like I'm going to fault you or say, you're just too short or tall for me. I or, don't like your socks. Yeah, or the banter wasn't, you didn't have good grammar in the banter. Oh, yeah. You don't know how to use an apostrophe. That would be a deal breaker for me. Faux show. No way. I like the old F-O-S-H-O, faux yeah. show. So Andy had also mentioned that she made some amazing connections and long-term friendships from these people that she'd met online, not necessarily romantic, but Mm. just long-term, really wholesome Friends. friends. Yeah. I'm a people collector, so that actually is a bit frightening because I would probably end up with a whole new crew that tried. I couldn't keep up with. Ah! But tried. I like that. I like that because, like I said, that idea that if you just go out for a drink with somebody and then, you know, you've got that thing where, oh, maybe you don't like them very much and maybe you don't want to go out for another drink, you've got to let them down or they've got to let you down. Right. Maybe that's more the point. And that probably would be- harder because you might have several people that you're chatting with <laughs> on an app at a time. I love so- I was talking about this and I'm such a pair of nanas. We're like, oh, the people on those apps, I don't know. Oh Thankfully, gosh. Andy knows so, what she's talking well, about. Well, you've got them interested, right? You had a bit of banter, a bit of back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then you need to do what Andy says, is turning 
Text into dates, which is actually a chapter in a book. It's a skill. Like you almost have to be a brilliant writer or a comedian to get that person across the line, wouldn't <laughs> really? you think? Well, yeah, think about it. I mean, if you're that kind of person that gets really turned off by bad grammar or something mm. like that, I mean, how can that put per- that person might be a great person and you've just dismissed them. Yeah. And I actually started opening up my, you know, thoughts because I'm a writer, so I can't stand bad English. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually let one person get across the line with his bad you know, language because he was really funny and positive, you know, and sometimes you have to sort of make exceptions. So don't sort of have that, you know, this is my cut off. This is my make or break. Can't use apostrophes, but he's funny. So, (laughs) all right, we'll tick that box. Okay. So we're going to change lanes a little bit. There are people out there who are not necessarily doing the right thing by uh, other people on the apps. And they do have a term, you're going to hear a beep here. They're called a boy. I don't think we've ever said that on our podcast. No, I haven't. I no. think our guests might Maybe, have. Maybe, yes. They might have been cut out because we are generally G-rated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. But it is a real problem, obviously. I truly didn't even know that this was the term. I didn't actually know what it was until we talked about mm. it. Yeah, it's the concept of guys going onto dating apps and then going through the process of matching with women and they sleep with them and then they just don't return their calls. They do the old ghosting like I never existed. You don't even have to do that online. You can just do that IRL as well, I've heard, which is like a culture sort of young, oh, sorry. younger than IRL me. is in real life. Yes. <laughs> okay, sorry. Yep, I'm with you. Too much, you know, dating app tech talk. But... Um, I think that it's really important to know your boundaries, obviously. And I always say, is it the dating app or is it the person? Because how you show up is what you'll attract, right? So somebody will always try and test you in life, whether it's in the dating world or your business world. They'll hope that you don't love yourself enough. And then they'll move on to the next person Mm. who needs to learn that lesson. Um, So, I mean, you know what I love? I Mm. never really thought we'd end up here, but it all comes (laughs) back to self-love and self-worth. Yeah. So if you know your boundaries, you know your hashtag self-worth and self-love, then it doesn't matter what they try. You'll either continue to behave like a queen and make them act like the king. I've got goosebumps when I'm talking about that. Because it's so important that before you get online, going back to that love when you're ready, not when you're lonely, be really ready, know what you want, know what you're worth and know how you want to show up. You know what? I never thought an episode on online dating would actually eventuate into this discussion. (laughs) But you know what? Andy's right, in my opinion. You know what? I found a lot of people were broken and they were looking for a more meaningful connection. They were looking for something deeper. And now we're in it and we're ready and the dating apps have actually changed the way in which we communicate. A lot of them aren't swiping anymore. So that physical action of like next, next with your hand, that's not happening anymore. There are now dating apps like Hinge, for example, that was born out of New York and it's the relationships app. So their catchphrase is designed to be deleted. You know, you want to get on so you can get off. Not get off in that sense. <laughs> sure. Uh, to not be on the app anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, I think that humans are all looking for the same thing though, really. <laughs> Connection, purpose and an experience. What do you think? <laughs> I'm still laughing at getting <laughs> off. Uh, just on that, when I went to Los Angeles earlier in the year, I travelled by myself. I never travelled by myself. You do it all the time and you're a seasoned lady at it and I love that about you. But... For me, I was like, this is really weird because I like talking and I've got no one to talk to. So I talked to pretty much everyone I came across. But I thought I had that thing where I was in a foreign country. So you you don't really care about the fact 
that, you know, no one's going to have um, opinions of, or people have opinions of you, but who cares? doesn't matter. But I met some amazingly lovely people just by being open to chatting to the people that I physically came in. Babe, they were just loving your accent. You know that you can get whatever you like if you've got an accent. No matter where you are in the world, you can actually get whatever you like. But anyway, really, just to finish up, should we be using a dating app? That's not really the question. It's sort of like, is it for you or not, as we sort of said at the beginning? I guess they're not for everybody. But Andy did have some final last wise words. There's nothing wrong with going on a date, having healthy flirting, banter, instead of sitting at home on your couch, you know, complaining that there's no one around and everything. If you get out there, at least you're in, you've got the wheels turning in that, you know, healthy flirting and you're feeling good. And then at least you got to learn something about yourself. Or if you're leaving that person in a kind way, then they got to feel good about themselves too, which makes you feel good. Now that is lovely. Leaving somebody in a way that makes them feel good and learn something about yourself too. I think the really big thing to take away from this is that dating apps Mm. have really changed. They're not once they what they once were. I think they were more about a quick snatch and grab (laughs) once upon a time. (laughs) Whereas now, you know, this hookup culture is no, I'm sure it still exists, but people want connection. They want to actually feel a purpose. And it all just comes back to actually how you view yourself really at the end of the day. And Mm. what you're seeking is probably what, you know, you know, I think it's quite, um, it opened my eyes up, this discussion. I really didn't expect it to go where it went. So you can find Andy's um, book in all good bookstores as well as you can access her on andylew.com. That's A-N-D-I-L-E-W.com. That's right. And it's called Insta Lovers. Yes, hashtag Insta Lovers. (laughs) When I brought it home and put it on the kitchen bench, my husband was like, um, right. Right. I said, I didn't bring the packet of condoms she gave me as well. I left them in the studio. So hopefully someone's taken them and they're enjoying those. So we are all out of reviews, but... Oh, well, you know what to do to to leave one. When you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please do us a favour and do a little review. It helps us spread the word about what we're doing. And also, please tell your friends. I like Mm -hmm. this idea. Just send your friend your favourite episode via SMS, via message, whatever. Yeah. And then... Ping it on over. That's right. Hey, because we don't have a review... What's coming up, Cecilia? Well, um, guests have we got coming up? Well, you know how I like to talk about the School of Life. Oh, yes, I do. We are going to talk to someone from the School of Life about self-knowledge and it is going to be... That's awesome. Very exciting. That's coming up soon, but lots more things. We have got some interesting topics coming up. We're talking about tapping. Oh, yeah. Yes, we're talking about mindset in your two-week wait with fertility. Lots of things coming up. So make sure you stay tuned for those, but time for us to go. It is, and I think this episode probably left you feeling happier. Definitely. Healthier. And better. Yes. Yes.